Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. Hello, not just live from Kent, but live from Devon with Ed as well. New jingle, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about teacher identity. What does the word teacher mean? What does your identity as a professional mean to you, etc., etc.? Um, yes, anyway, so welcome and stay with us. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Hey, Ed, have you noticed we've got a natty new jingle? I, I have noticed. Is, it, is that what I'm listening to now? Because I thought it was the same floppy strings. Yes. I'll play it again then. If it's good, play it. Well, no, I can't play it again because we've got too much to get through. We've got too much to get That's through true. today. Um, so, um, although I can't, I'm a bit concerned as I have had a few mm-hmm. tech issues getting my downloads and stuff sorted out. Oh. At the moment, earlier on, oh. I couldn't get the, the, the news to play. So we'll see what happens, which oh. might mean that I have a, uh, I have to read out some script or, or something. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge in, in half an hour. We don't improvise it, though, do you think? You're, you're, you're a bit distant this evening, Ed. I'm a bit distant. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, that's better. Is that better? Is that better? Ooh. Is it okay? I'll, I'll leave my phone on, on my chest. Got a staticky, then. Staticky no, fleece I haven't. On. No, I'm actually. I tell you what. I'm actually in bed. It's the warmest place to be, and I'm not turning the heat on. That's it. Oh. Live oh. from Kent. This <laughs> is the Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch, and you are listening live. Did I do that, or did Tom, Tom Rogers somehow do that? Stop it! Stop it! I can't stop it now. <laughs> well, I've got to hear it. I thought it sounded very convincing. Who's that with their throbby voice over the mic? I don't know. It's, it's, it's commissioned by Tom Rogers of the Teacher's Talk Radio. Tom did it. Tom did it on purpose. Very nice. No, he didn't do no, it. Not, I don't know how he's doing it. Not him. Don't stop it. No. <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> I can. I can just press pause. This is Teacher's right, Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teacher's Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. <laughs> okay, so um, apologies for the second playing of the jingle. Um, everybody, and we've got some extras in this evening, so, so good evening. We've got, we've got Daniel nice 100 get... in, who um, yes. is perhaps the trigger... Hello, Daniel. Thanks for joining us um, for, for the trigger for this conversation about teacher identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get yes. on to that, Ed, we, we have this is unlike most of our normal shows um, in the sense that we're completely ad hoc, aren't we? But this week we have a plan and I'm trying to get my plan open so that we try oh, and yeah, stick no, to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. What did I say? Right. We are meant to between 9 p.m. Yeah. and 9.05. So we've still got yes. um, two more minutes. Hello, watcher. Oh. How are you doing? You're in bed. Right. Are you feeling ill or are you just feeling cold? No, no, it's just incredibly cold and no way am I putting the heating on. I cannot afford that. So uh, I'm, I'm in bed. I've got a glass of wine, a ukulele, an iPad, telephone. This is heaven. I have got my first whiskey mac of the season, as you may have seen oh, on Twitter. There was Stone's wise, ginger wine yes. on offer. 
It's too too early, really, to be honest. But it's almost a year to our anniversary. We've nearly been doing this show for a year now. Um, and so we've got quite a lot of teacherly matters to discuss over the next few weeks before we kick into Christmas books of the year. And 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 I'm going to do a vinyl advent calendar on 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 the Twits, I think, or, or wherever. Yes, I think so. But let's not talk about that now. So we have we hit 9.05 yet? No. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Anyway, it was nice to see you at the weekend. I saw you briefly on Sunday afternoon down in the Devon. In flesh. It's nice to confirm that we do exist as humans off the radio, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have a very smart Italian haircut and beard cut as well. You know, all week I get haircuts regularly. I'm not a sloven in that area. However, all week people have been saying, oh, smart haircut. Oh, you look very, even children. Oh, you look very smart today, Mr. Finch. I'm like, I can't afford to go to Italy every time I need a haircut. And then, yeah, there are there are barbers sure in Crediton. There are barbers we, in Crediton, I believe. Here's the thing: there are barbers in Crediton, but when I tried to go to them on the Saturday before I went to Italy, attempting to present myself more neat than what I usually am, every single one turned their nose up and said they were fully booked, and you were mad to think you could get a walk-in haircut on a Saturday morning. Mad, they said. So I had to get an Italian haircut and said, and it came out to my advantage because I look super smart. But I'll tell you, here's the difference. Every haircut I've had in the UK in the last mm, 15, 20 years has been primarily clippers. Primarily clippers, clippers yeah? Yeah, yeah. And mostly do it with clippers and then you finish it off with scissors grudgingly. The haircut I had in Little Backstreet in Maori on the Amalfi Coast, all scissors. Nice. That, my friend, I think it's different. Skills. All scissors. Skills. Barely touched the clippers. <laughs> Skills. And I talking of now on haircuts, we are already deviating from our schedule. Um, but yeah. talking of haircuts is very important because we've spoken about this before. You were doing a search on Twitter about six months ago, maybe more, um, about mm. trying to get that um that flashy burning um cotton bud thing that but that does your ear hair. And yeah, you were moaning that you anywhere in Devon that does it. Well, I had my oh. haircut. I had my haircut at the Turkish barbers in Maidstone um, during yes. half term, and and I asked them for it, and I've I've had it done there. They flashed, they've waved it in my ears scarily before, and and mm-hmm. when I haven't asked for it, they just did it, did it. This is you know like a year, two years ago, um, and um, but they said they said no, we don't do that anymore. Not safe. Mm. So there's obviously Not some s- sort of elf and safety has has prevented that. Anyway, I am going to cut us off there and say, right. what are we talking about today? We've only got an hour. We have the news. Possibly might not have the news if I can't get the tech to work. So um, there was a, a lot of um, furore um, on on the Twitter sphere, um, probably largely unnoticed by most teachers. But the teachers who were on mm-hmm. Twitter um, noticed the the David Blunkett um, Labour wasn't a policy report, was it? it was it was, it was I don't even I haven't read the whole thing. I've just I've just got involved in the Twitter debate, and um, mm-hmm. and and of course that led to some sort of campaign groups um, being set yes. up, and it also led to me writing a blog, well that and some other things, and a conversation with Alison Honeybone. Good evening, Alison. Alison, if you're listening back to this or if you're in the house, good evening to our live listeners. Good evening to our listen backers whenever they whenever they listen back, whether they're doing the ironing or driving to work or whatever it is um, or going for a run. Um, 
Anyway, um, and it triggered a lot of, uh, it triggered me to write a creativity, a blog about creativity, the difference between creativity and creative thinking and and mm -hmm. curious young children. And we are going to discuss that next week, unless some emergency occurs, um, and next week and, and talk about the difference between all that sort of creativity stuff. So, so we're not talking about that today, but another thing that I suppose came out of it was because of the, the, um, initial group that was organized by someone called Adam, is it Adam Smith, RE, I think, um, who who led the sort of campaign for evidence. Da, 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 da. Um, a lot of people signed that and it was teachers from a, uh, you know, it was very much the, vo you know, saying we want the voice of the teacher from the classroom to be part of yeah. this thing and it was it was very much that and then there's been a much a much smaller um group in terms of number of followers on twitter but but um some signatories including me um have signed the the educators alliance which happens to be the same name as a map chain and stuff because you know i don't know so but i suppose um although there probably aren't any real in the in the flesh in the pub over beer there probably aren't really any rival factions in the teaching profession no. but there are on twitter because that's the nature of twitter um and so i suppose what are then daniel who i think is listening he may have called off um he he put a tweet out about about you know you're only a teacher if you actually teach children in a classroom for a living it's it's a job um and and i think that probably came from the fact that a lot of the people complaining about the initial campaign group set up were not actually practicing classroom teachers they may have been teachers they may obviously um and they may be um you know but they, they may be going into schools and doing workshops with children or they may be supply teachers or they may be mm. um you know etc etc so so it was quite an incendiary um post i actually responded to it saying saying yes i'm not a scientist anymore you know i'm a former scientist but i could be a scientist again and i think like a scientist and so so anyway um and i wasn't particularly incensed by the the the, the tweet that daniel sent but it did wind up mm -hmm. a lot of people um mm -hmm. and so tom i think and and others at, but two toms at at teachers talk radio suggested that it would be a good topic for us to discuss um <laughs> on our radio show um so what we're going to do is before the news or before the non-news um halfway through we're going to sort of discuss issues of definition of teacher and issues of teacher identity and what what we mean by the word teacher and who is a teacher and who's not a teacher um and then for the last sort of 15 minutes of the show pre-music um we will get a bit deeper and broader and discuss more sort of professional identity and how we identify um you know, and just identity in itself, you know, uh, as well. So I put a couple of surveys out on Twitter about this. But what I've what I've suggested on our show plan, Ed, is that mm. um, I've sort of interrupted it. Um, sorry, I've introduced it and, and set the scene. And now I'm going to have five minutes on it. <laughs> and you're going to have five minutes on it. And then we're okay. going to have a 10 minute discussion. Is that right? Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 completely... we've never managed to have a plan listeners this is unheard of <laughs> so let's see how uh, how long this lasts five minutes do you want me to set a timer no no like... i don't i don't really want five minutes but i want i want i want i suppose to get across a couple okay of well i promise so... i won't interrupt you off you go so first of all i suppose 
I think the word teacher is nebulous, right? So, so the word teacher, it's, it's, you know, a teacher, you know, is someone who teaches someone else something. And that could be a parent teaching their child to ride a bike. It could be a swimming coach. It could be a, a really esteemed university lecturer, you know, the Richard Feynman, you know, might be described, he's dead now, um, be, be described as a, as, a, as, a, as a teacher, you know, when you're teaching, when you're lecturing. And, and I'm teaching, I'm going to, te- I'm teaching now. That's what a university academic lecturer might go and say, I'm going to teach now. And, and so I think the word teacher means, means that and so anyone who does any teaching um in terms of uh you know is could describe themselves as a teacher um or works with children or young people or young adults or even adult education of course to to teach people so you could describe yourself as a teacher but then i think the word teacher in the context that we're talking about here is a bit like the word substance or the word chemical, sorry, in, in chemistry. So we describe things as being chemicals. It's a chemical. Whereas what we should really say is it's a chemical substance. So we're talking about a substance. So when we say chemicals, we chop, we often chop off a lot of words in, in everyday language. And what we chop off the word from the front of teacher is school teacher or class teacher. I, you know, I don't care which you chose to use or, or, or chemistry teacher or English teacher or whatever. And so I suppose, um, but for some people, when we say the word teacher, people think it means someone who teaches in a school, um, in a, in a class, and it's their it's their job to teach children, um, and and so I think that's where some of the um, so I kind of, but I can sort of see how um, if you've trained as a teacher at some point in time, whether that was last year or whether it was fifty years ago, um, then you are. A teacher by by training you've trained to be a teacher and you may have taught children but i can sort of see if you're a consultant or a head te- head teacher and you haven't been in a classroom for a while how you could you can't necessarily describe being a teacher as your job you can be a teacher just have a teacher as your profession so then we get into the foggy area of what's the difference between a profession and a job and that's all quite interesting and complicated so i can sort of see but then on the flip side um the sort of territorial nature of well you're only a teacher if you're teaching children in a classroom and you've got your own class and you've got your own i can see that that it's a bit narrow it's a bit narrow and and so forth and then you've got other things like i'm going to stop in less than a minute okay ed um Mm -hmm, schedule i'm on schedule but you've got other things like I came into teaching late. So I am a teacher. I, I teach children in a school. Okay. Um, and so I think I can safely say that teaching is my job at the moment. Um, and, but I work in an independent prep school. And in the old world, when I went to an independent prep school in the, in the nine, late 70s, no, no, early, early 80s and, and mid 80s, um, I, you know, our teachers weren't teachers, they were masters, schoolmasters. Mm. And and my mother hates the word teacher because my mother's a terrible snob. I'm third or fourth generation, privately educated, and 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 so you know, and and I think that there's you know you've got this whole sort of history of of um, elitist education, you know, independent education where you'd be schoolmasters or school mistresses, which is different to being a teacher. So the word teacher does conjure up for people like my mother, and I have to admit, part of me as well is is someone who's, you know. It, it it's 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 perceived as being quite a sort of lefty term by 
people like my mum, right? And it's being a sort of, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you're a, you're a teacher and you look down on it. And I'm going to come back to that later on when we're talking about professional identity um, because of the whole scientist versus teacher thing. But we can't go into that yet because because that's different to what we're talking about now. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's my thoughts. Now, I'm, I'm not, like, I haven't really got any strong opinion on it. I think some people have put some very sensible tweets out about this. Some funky ped- pedagogy um, said, come on, guys, calm down. You know, I'm naturally a, a traditionalist and a, and a COGSI supporter. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know funky pedagogy's actual name she's an english teacher and she's written some books and um anyway. i have one of them on the side right next to me here i can tell you yes. so, uh, um and yeah. so uh anyway i think i've kind of i've kind of set my you kind of run into the sand there haven't you you've run yeah, into, I've run the into sand, the sand i think i yeah. think so and I, i'm afraid i run into much the same sand as you that um it's i think it's not a thing you know, I think if you're a chartered accountant, you you know there are a, a set of qualifications you can point to that that mean you are that you are what you say you are, um, and that is the case in many professions. So I'm running slightly early into the professional identity bit of the debate. Um, I think there, as you say, there are lots of people who might say they are teachers, and and, and you know some of us might find it contentious at a certain point. I have a chap who comes into school, he does two days a week, he teaches guitar, he teaches guitar really quite well. Um, the children learn a bit of, they don't just learn a few chords and strum them, and they, you know, they do learn uh, a little bit of harmony and how, how how to read from the stave and how to read from tab, you know. So and I, I'd happily say that, yeah, he, he, he teaches those children. They come in and he gives them some knowledge and some skills and guides their practice and guides their improvement. He is definitely a teacher. He has no teaching qualifications. And I don't think he calls himself a teacher. But what he does in my school is definitely teaching. I've got other people in my school. I haven't. I know I'm gonna, I was going to bad mouth people and I don't have any lazy teachers at all. I'm lucky I've got a brilliant team. But I have worked alongside teachers who spent the day doing as little teaching as they possibly could. I remember a lady at a school I worked at telling me, so long as there's a learning objective on the board, they can't get you, she said. <laughs> um, they can't get you. They can't get you. No, she had a disruptive class. She's felt that they that she'd given up on them and she, was, no, she wasn't going to try anything. And if she tried to teach them, they were going to run rings around her. It was going to be horrible. But so long as she'd written the learning objective on the board, they can't get you. So, well, you know, I was ready to teach. They just wouldn't let me. You know, my friend who teaches guitar in the school is doing an awful lot more teaching than, you know, some people. And it was the circumstances which had got to it. It was a school that was on its knees because the county decided to uh, close it down and lay off us all off. So morale was very low. But, you know, she was a qualified teacher. She had, you know, she had the degree and the, and the postgraduate qualification. But this young lady I'm talking about here, she was not a teacher insofar as she was not doing any teaching. And I don't, so I don't think that qts comes into it as academies we can employ who we like as teachers we yeah. don't have to employ people with qualified teacher status so you're afraid you can't point to that and say this person is not the idea that you're not if you're not a teacher if you don't have regular timetabled lessons well that would mean the very two brilliant supply teachers i had in my school this morning who i was very lucky to have because they're like hen's teeth at the moment and um, i've got a lot of sickness just because there's an awful lot of winter colds around those two ladies came into my school. They had very little warning. They picked up plans that were, in one case, sketchy at best, and in another case, quite detailed. And they turned it around and gave the children a good day of learning and a good day of activity and a good day of feeling safe at school. Those are skills. Those ladies have not been in my school before today. 
One of them won't be in, in again tomorrow because she's got other work. She, that doesn't make her not a teacher. This is nonsense. You know, so I'm afraid that I don't think having a qualif qualification makes you a teacher because I can think of people who do great teaching, whether they're, qualified, whether they're teaching assistants, HLTAs. You know, a lot of us classes are taught by HLTAs. They don't have qualified teacher status. They are doing a grand job. They are teaching. If you are teaching, you are a teacher. My friend, the guitar teacher, he is teaching. He is a teacher. He has no teaching qualification and probably does not call himself a teacher. I shall ask him next time I see him. So, you know, yeah, I don't I think... think you can I don't think you can say that a teacher is a thing in the same way that you can say some other professional qualifications are a thing. So which means it's all a bit wibbly wobbly and a bit timey wimey, isn't it? And but so we then start you... yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We then start sort of creating creating our own borders around it, which is fine. You can do that, but you're gonna to have to accept that they're your borders and that other people are not necessarily going to go along with them. You know? That's absolutely so fine. That's if you wise. want to say that I don't believe you're a teacher if you don't XYZ well, I accept that you believe that in the same way that I accept that people have different religious beliefs and different political beliefs and different philosophical beliefs. But I cannot base my argument on your belief, I'm afraid. It ain't going to work that way. That's 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 I get totally get that. And I think one thing I've been thinking about um, that I didn't say earlier on is that is this a is this a slightly sort of subject teacher as in secondary subject teacher versus primary teacher thing is it is it is it a is it a traditional trad versus prog teacher thing i don't um, think it's trad course, versus cause... prog i don't think it's that i think i think you're right that it looks differently different for a secondary teacher who goes i teach this subject in these rooms with these children and i think it looks very different to a primary school teacher who says i do pastoral i do i do mopping up tears I do putting a plaster on knees. I, I stand outside at break time with my cup of tea and the children come up and tell me about the conquer they found. You know, I think that does look different. Yeah. I don't think it's about trad or prog. I do think that we, there's, there's so much commonality in what we do as teachers, but actually it's very, very distinct. It'll be distinctive from school to school. Look, I've got colleagues in my, the trust I work in who work in schools where there's two teachers and only three members of permanent staff in the school that's very very different from my school where i've got one full entry you know and actually what teachers are doing from day to day and the role they're playing in their communities and in their classrooms is, is very very significantly different and that that's really hard to kind of figure out because we've got the same pain conditions but you do a very different job in a very small school yeah daniel's picked There's up a on lot that, of very on that small comment schools, in the chat you know? so someone mm -hmm. mzvbkjdn hello you've clarified that you're a primary teacher by the way um and also as was said in the chat i've never just been i've never been just a teacher ad social worker parental advisor manager sports coach first mm. aid it technician and that's true so the, the, like that's true of any profession though so if you're you know we'll come to that after little, little, little later on you know if you're a scientist that is so nebulous as well you know like and, and, and what you do you're not always doing science when you're when if you're a teacher if you are a class teacher or a secondary school subject teacher you're you're not always teaching in your job are you you know some of the time you're having a meeting or mm. some of the time you're you are putting a plaster on a child's leg or you are whatever you know um and yeah. so so i think there's there's that but also i suppose there's the other thing that um oh what was i going to say about that is that <laughs> it is it is it is incredibly yeah so it's, it's hard to define what i was i know i was, was going to say yesterday i went to school trip 
um, long day on the coach to London and back, um, but always a good trip to the Science Museum with Year 5s. And, um, you know, at the Science Museum, if you go into the Wonder Lab part, uh, they have explainers, you know, the, 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 mm. the volunteers, not the volunteers, the paid um, science yeah. experty That'd people who job, know a little it, bit about... Way. Sorry? That'd be a great job, wouldn't it? Don't you fancy that? Well, I, it'd be a nice job. I mean, I'd like to work... I wouldn't mind working having some connection with that sort of science museum -y, um yeah public understanding of science or, or or and just explaining stuff but but then on the flip side you haven't got the well you have got the community you've got the work community but you mm -hmm. you're, you're not you haven't got that that connection to your class or your classes yeah and and I, the, I, the, I yeah, I bet those guys be... don't call themselves teachers. They call them science communicators. And well, their like name that, is they, they call them science communicators, but they've got then they, they call them the actual name is explainer, which is right. a, actually a better name for when you're teaching. You know whether it's you know whether it's direct mm. instruction, knowledge rich stuff, um, or or you know whether it's chalk and talk, or even mm. you know setting up a task, facilitating a task. You are explaining what to do yeah. Yeah, um, so the word explainer the word instructor the word um uh, you know the, these these are things that are the part parts of teaching but then sometimes you know a teacher is is just observing aren't they or mm, or yeah. guiding or supporting or um marking <laughs> or reading <laughs> or you know and and so and so daniel I think... said daniel said in the chat i you know he don't said he you know he thinks that you know secondary teachers do all that pastoral stuff and the mopping of tears and i think that's true and i think how my son's being cared for at his new school at st james in exeter which i'll big up because i think they're doing a brilliant job and making uh, his little life a great deal better that's because brilliant people and they're doing a great job so yeah i didn't mean to belittle secondary colleagues there at all I do still think it probably looks a little bit different in that balance. That explainer thing is it's a good thing, isn't it? Those guys have a great job. I think they do. They've got a handful of really good um, uh, demonstrations. Mm -hmm. They make a little rocket go off across the room, don't they? And if it's the same as it used to be when I was used to go with my son, um, but they don't do all the things that we do as teachers. They're not doing any. Uh, they're not doing any formative assessment. You wouldn't say they're operating a curriculum as such. Not really. They're doing some some lovely activities. I think actually what we look at when we're saying what's the job of a teacher, it's, it's hugely broader than that bit where you're standing in front of the class. Yes, and children often say, don't understand that, do they? The children, whether they're mm. 17 or, or 7, they don't really understand that our job, the, the, the sort of front of house pit bit, um, the contact hours is only really mm. half the job. You know, that's, you know, yeah. you, you know, if you, if you have what do you have, if you have a full timetable um, with no extra responsibilities, what do you teach about 22 hours a week, something like that. Um, mm. Is it roughly that I think. Um, something about there, yeah. And, and that's, that is, you know, and then there's, you, you can basically double that really with, with the amount of planning, marking meetings, um, pastoral responsibilities, et cetera, can, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and you could easily double it, probably triple it. Um, uh, so, and... you know, so Daniel would be saying, I think, if we, we should maybe just let him in and talk, but um, uh, he's saying, saying, well, yeah, so the people that we, he, you know, in his uh, tweet, he was sort of trying to say these people are not, not really the, uh, the, not really teachers and they shouldn't really be claiming the, uh, the title of it. You know, 
are those maybe those ex-teachers who aren't doing that stuff we're talking about now when i'm looking at the supply teachers who did such an ace job this morning they they, they didn't come in in such a place that they could really do much in a way of formative assessment apart from the on the fly can they do this stuff but i do get that argument yeah absolutely and when i'm retired i always i keep every time i think about this i think about kurt vonnegut um sort of aside i remember him saying in a talk one time he said he goes off dead now didn't it isn't he Kurt Vonnegut he he used to do this annual cruise where he'd go off on a cruise and it would be a a creative writing cruise and people would come along and they would be writers for the week and they'd be very earnest about it and they'll talk about their writing and they share bits with each other and he said it was, it was marvelous it's a great great fun and brought absolutely no uh, relation at all to the job of being a writer he says they get to come along and they get to pretend to be writers for a week it sounds and it's fantastic they love it he says you know they should do others they should do ones where you get to come along and pretend to be a brain surgeon for a week and you can walk around and you know wear a white coat and, and look learned it would be just about as equivalent as coming along and doing a creative writing thing and pretending that that means you're something like a writer because the job of a writer is you know, yeah, yeah. Less swanning around eating lavish breakfasts and the. I suppose it's food. what you. Earn and I sort of think, what would you do? You know, if you want to, if you want to masquerade as a teacher, or you know, what what is it you do to, to to claim the title without being it? I guess you've got to be doing some teaching. I think this is what Daniel was saying. Look, my friend, who's the guitar teacher, is a teacher. He does teaching. He approaches the children. He figures out what they can do already and what their next step needs to be. Fills that gap, takes them forward, guides their practice. He is a teacher. He's doing teaching. Whereas I guess that point of someone who says, yes, I'm a teacher because I did it for two years in the 1980s. I'm still a teacher at heart, even though I've worked in industry since. I think, yeah, maybe, maybe there's a point there. Maybe when you stop Yeah, and being... I wonder whether, I, you know, I know one of the people who got who got very sort of argumentative on twitter about it on the on the other sort of side to 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 daniel mm. was was tim our, our, your, yes. our friend your friend tim um who i've met and he's a lovely guy who does his wonderful mantle the expert stuff which yeah. is you know it's tim kind does of, a lot of teaching that, does a lot of teaching is... as part of that but but you yeah. could i suppose argue i can see how daniel could see that that's not it is teaching we're not putting this on daniel daniel if you are still watching if you haven't swatched he's still there he's still we're there. using you as a, we're using you as a, I don't yeah, know, do, as do, a but he's kind of like tim tim's running workshops really so I, I when i worked at pfizer when i was a scientist i used to go into schools and there was always a teacher in the room because i wasn't i was i wasn't db well I actually was dbs checked because people who went into schools to do sort of outreach sort of stuff from from Pfizer mm. we did get DBS checked so but 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 I was never left alone with the children while well, maybe for <laughs> like 30 seconds or something but but not not for very long um you know and I was I you know I did a little short talk Chris talk or I did a little bit of workshop on on what you know what scientists do and so forth and um you know I don't think that's what attracted me to teaching um as soon as I got into teaching I realized it was completely different to running workshops and um and and I think and and the culture of schools and working in a school is entirely different to going and running a a great whiz bang workshop so I can see how 
you know, I can see how Tim is very defensive about this because he was a teacher and he does a lot of teaching as part of that role, but he's not affiliated mm. to one particular community and he's not got no, but, responsibility but, but neither, for the progress of those children. Teacher who came in and taught my year ones today. She's not affiliated to our community, but she came in and she taught the children and, and they now know an infinitesimal amount more than they did this morning. I think Tim does that well. He When he does that, he's not... He doesn't show the class teacher how to do it. He gets in there and does a great session. They observe it and work alongside him. I think he is he is teaching. But also, would you not say someone who's teaching adults is a teacher? You know, if I go to the local we've got, um, further we've got Daniel in and Ed. I do an access course, surely I'm surely I'm teaching. You know, um, we've got Daniel in. Uh, Daniel, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, can Daniel. Me? You, you have yes, Hello. brilliant. Thank you so much for for joining us. Um, as and 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 you know, Ed and I may well have misrepresented you, and so you're here. So you have a chance to to speak and um and and say react to what we've been saying and react to the debate that happened on 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 Twitter about this. I was um I was very surprised uh by the debate and by the um uh the fierceness uh with mm. which people defended um, positions that were contrary to mine. And people who sort of uh, said that I wasn't being empathetic, that I didn't understand. Um, and it sort of clued me into the idea of teaching as being an identity that people are very desperate to hang on to. Um, mm. I yeah. don't necessarily feel that that's true about myself, and I don't think that's true about a lot of my colleagues. It's a job, but I wasn't born a teacher. I won't die as a teacher. And if I wasn't doing this job, I'd be doing something else. And equally, I'd mm -hmm. be doing something else for the period of time that I was doing that job. Um, yeah. Tim's a very interesting case. Um, of course, obviously, Tim was a teacher, and I'm sure he is an ex he's excellent at teaching. And I'm sure if he took the job that I define as being a teacher, the job that is teaching is in your job description teaching is being a teacher of or teaching a year group or you know and this is the primary secondary divide uh, a day in day out predictable class predictable adult in front i'm sure he was brilliant at that however i sort of think when um, i hear about workshops being run and people saying that they're great teachers um uh because they run these workshops that are really powerful and magical and really engage kids i'm reminded of when i was a student teacher um and i was given this class as a student teacher that was a notoriously difficult class in my pgce um, and it was taught by a really strong teacher and I taught that class. It was absolutely perfect. Um, she's just sat at the back marking, doing absolutely nothing as far as I could see. Um, and other teachers would come up to me and go, how are you finding nine, whatever the class code was? And I go, yeah, they're fine. They're perfect for me. And I thought I was really good at behavior management. Um, and then one day she was out on training and the class was a disaster. <laughs> and after that, she came back and it went back to as it was i was getting really good teaching done and i started paying more attention to what she was doing at the back 
And I realized that without raising her head from her marking, in a standard lesson, she was giving four or five nonverbal instructions or nonverbal bits of behavior management, just sitting with her head down at the back of the classroom. I think about that when uh, I have a student teacher in my classroom and there's, you know, say a supply lesson going on down the hall and the supply lesson's going badly and the student teacher's lesson's going really well. And the student teacher will say, you know, what's the difference there? And the difference there is actually my presence. Um, and because the kids are responding to me being there as their teacher and anyone doing a workshop, I think, has the same advantage. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, if Tim came in front of a class and there wasn't a teacher there um, and he was on supply, he'd coral the class very quickly. But he would have to actively participate in something that teachers the presence of a teacher doesn't mean that he'd have to do. And also, when you bring in someone for a workshop, uh, you pay attention to who the kids in the class who might be quite difficult. You actively position yourself quite near them. If you, you know, uh, go on a museum trip and you've got a couple of kids in your school who you know are chaos and you don't actually think you can safely manage them around London, you'll probably leave them back. Um, and what you've got there is all of the perks of teaching, all of the wonderful joy of teaching, without actually any of the slog of being a teacher. I I think that's very well reasoned. I have to say um, that that makes to me a lot of sense. But and, and it reminds me of my you know I was a scientist in industry for sixteen years, and I used to go in. In, in my last sort of six or seven, go and do quite a lot of stuff with some, sometimes with year 10, more commonly with year year 12, you know, who already were on a scientific pathway and and were obviously going to be pretty engaged if, if a real scientist came in and spoke to them and did, you know, that was more of a careers talk than a, than a, um, than a workshop. But with year 10s, it was often a workshop. And, and you know, I, I found it, the children obviously behaved immaculately and, and really engaged. And, and I, I didn't know, I never naively thought it was because I was amazing. I realized that they would be on their best behavior. And I realized that it was an entirely false classroom situation. Um, but I think I, I, I can see that, but, but I suppose where, where Tim, you know, where your although your position is really well reasoned, um, does it matter? I suppose is is the key, and I'll mention her name now, Jennifer Webb, who who was funky pedagogy. Who mm. thanks for you giving that to me. Who 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 said you know I suppose and Tom's put Tom Rogers in in the chat has put in all you really need to do is put a phrase in front of teacher. You know whether it's retired or or mm -hmm. you know or supply teacher or classroom teacher or school teacher or or former teacher who now runs workshops. You know and 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 then you've still got the the teacher sort of you know, professional identity aspect of it. And, you know, that's that's who you feel in your bones. And I also, I applaud you, Daniel, for being, I, I think you speak for quite a lot of people. In fact, you may even speak for me in saying that, you know, being a teacher is, it, you know, it is a really all-consuming and a very psychologically challenging job, but it is just a job. Um, and, and, and whereas for a lot of people, and I suppose, in in the profession now and in the past there are people who it's it's way more than a job and there's that sort of martyr teacher thing isn't there and that whole whole um and and so i can see how 
I, 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 your your view and your reasoning does resonate somewhat with me, um, but equally, I can find I can understand how people who have been teachers and who still do sort of teaching, but not necessarily class teaching or subject teaching, um, you know how how they can be um, slightly you know put out by by it. Um, anyway, um, have you got anything else you want to say? Sorry, uh, I think more than slightly put out. It's like, okay, uh, yes, I, true, yeah. true. But but then but then that's Twitter though as well. That was that's the other thing that Jennifer sort of said that that you know on on Twitter or 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 if it was done by email as well, you know, you know, you you know, you're an English teacher, you know, the written word um is only a small part of how we communicate. So when we're in a classroom, you just talked about the, the teacher in the back of your when you were a student teacher, you know, the the, the facial expression, the, the the body language, the all that stuff is a huge, huge part of how we communicate, and and that's all lost on Twitter. And um, people just adopt their. There's there's a lot of, and also when we like when we read a book, isn't it? You know, we, we're reading it with our sort of prior knowledge and our prior perception, and and I think too many of us, probably all of us, have false perceptions of people who work in a slightly different way in a slightly different world to us, and and then you know some people get their hackles up, and some people are a bit. And I don't, I don't think your tweet wasn't aggressive in any way. It was, it was really just very assertive and very, very. Um, uh, but you know, there are some people who, who I think are very wise and wonderful on Twitter, who I've spoken about favourably, but they sometimes come straight in on a slightly antagonistic start, and that happens on both sides of the, the fence. And and so it's, it's not really people aren't really arguing about the definition of a teacher or the definition of prog or trad or the definition of primary or secondary they're arguing about um the fact that they're probably quite an argumentative person and, and that maybe mm. a little sensitive or a little defensive or a little whatever they've got a bit of a hang-up or a bit of a chip on their shoulder or something like that or yeah. they're a bit earnest or da 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 anyway blah 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 we've got to 41 minutes and, we and haven't i haven't attempted to play the news so no um, you need to have a go i have a go um, Daniel, thank you very much for calling in. I don't know. I never know how to cut people off, so so you might have to just kind of try and leave right. if if you I unless would. you want to stay in. Um, but thanks so stay much. Stay in and listen to the news with us. It's always a party. Well, <laughs> I, we might not succeed, so I'm going to try and press play. <laughs> it's working! Hooray! This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
Saturday the 29th of October saw a so-called March of the Mummies, according to an ITV News report. Hundreds of people campaigning for improvements in childcare and working conditions for parents took part in marches in Manchester and 11 other cities. The march was organised by campaign group Pregnant Then Screwed, who say that the UK has some of the world's most expensive childcare. The group believes that children in the UK are being born into poverty because parental leave is not well paid enough and a lack of flexible working conditions is forcing parents out of the workforce. A spokesperson for the campaign group said research suggests that employers are desperately trying to find highly skilled people to work, whilst hundreds of thousands of women who desperately want to work can't. In response, a government spokesperson said the government is committed to supporting working parents and helping them participate and progress in their working life. The UK has one of the most generous maternity leave entitlements in the world. They went on to highlight the recent consultation on making the right to request flexible working a day one right for all. More than £7.5 million has been announced for the extension of mental health programmes for schools in Northern Ireland. Education Minister Michelle McIlveen announced funding continuation for the Engage 3 and Healthy Happy Minds projects. Ms McIlveen said that the feedback from school leaders and staff was that both programmes had been invaluable in helping to support pupils across all educational settings. Both schemes were created to help alleviate the impact of the pandemic on children and young people. Durham University students have queued on the streets overnight to secure a home for next year, according to a report from the BBC. Lists were released and hundreds lined up outside of estate agents in the city with one student saying some showed up at his current accommodation for a viewing in a panic for next year. The university said it had anticipated pressure on the private rental market and increases in rent and was giving the issue urgent attention. Durham Students' Union described the city's housing market as broken and claimed that increasing student numbers were putting both welfare and education at risk. First-year undergraduates in the city have guaranteed accommodation have to find their own housing after that. The university is encouraging students to contact their college if they are facing difficulties. TES magazine features a story from Scotland as a teaching watchdog raises child protection concerns with the government. The General Teaching Council for Scotland says its role protecting children is being adversely affected by police failing to share information. A judge ruled last year that critical evidence should be shared by police but the GTC for Scotland says the change has been slow to take effect. New figures also show that the GTCS fitness to teach process has also been hit by the pandemic, with the average time taken to close a case increasing to 249 days during 2021-22, compared to 113 days the previous year. The GTCS is responsible for investigating and making decisions about Scottish teachers fitness to teach, and says it relies on agencies sharing information and making referrals. Police Scotland's Assistant Chief Constable responded by saying that child protection is a priority and no child will be put at risk of harm. The GTCS has recently come into criticism for its handling of child protection cases. The full article is available via TES magazine. Professor Alison Beverstock has been awarded with special recognition at the Soldiering On Awards 2022 held in London recently. Professor Baverstock is the founder and director of the charity Reading Force, 
which promotes shared reading within forces families. The UK's 130,000 forces children typically face ongoing challenges such as disrupted education, uncertainty and parental absences. The Reading Force project was designed to promote family connectivity through books, as well as raise higher education aspirations, engagement and transition. The Soldiering On Awards recognise the achievements of those serving in the armed forces, as well as those who support them. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about buying a laptop, a question I get asked all the time. So this is what you need to know if you're considering buying a laptop for yourself or a loved one. First up, it's physical shopping versus online shopping. My only advice on this is consider how much you're saving online. If a device goes wrong and you bought it from a shop, you can take it back. Online support will usually require you having to post the device back, which can be a bit messy. Even if you buy online, it's always good to visit a shop and actually see the device. I use these few tests to help me decide on a laptop. First, what is it for? If it's for gaming, then you need to look if it will run the games you want to play. All gaming machines will tell you how they perform with popular games. Pick your game and then it will just be a balancing act on how much you're willing to pay. More expensive usually equals better gameplay. Screen size is my next decision. If I'm going to be taking it places, then a smaller screen will make it easier to fit in a bag. If you're using it a lot, you might want a bigger screen. Next, I try the G test. This is incredibly technical. It involves pressing the G on the keyboard and seeing how much the keyboard flexes. This is a good indicator of build quality. More robust designs will flex less. Sometimes, this is a factor I use to decide between two models that are equally powered. If you're a bit of a DIY computer geek, then see if you can upgrade the hard drive and the RAM, etc. Some top-end gaming machines have a cheaper model and bar a small amount of graphics speed, simply have more RAM and a bigger hard disk. Next up is the operating system and the life of the device. Pretty much every device will have a point in time where it's not supported anymore and will stop upgrading. It won't stop working but you'll no longer be able to keep up to date. Sometimes a device with a shorter upgrade life will look appealing because it's cheaper. However, in the long run it won't last as long. Will a reconditioned computer suit you better? A second hand or reconditioned machine will usually be considerably less. After all the other checks, have a look at the keyboard. The spacebar, if not replaced will give a good indicator of the amount of use the machine has had. With new or Old, feel how hot it gets. Some laptops run hotter than others. This can be uncomfortable if it's on your knee. Look where the power socket is. Will it be an obstruction in your favourite chair? If it's leaned on regularly, it can be broken. Finally, don't be dazzled by flashy lights and gimmicks. At first, you notice them. They'll soon be a part of the furniture. There's no such thing as a bad machine nowadays. There are lots of machines purchased, though, which are not fit for purpose. As always, feel free to send your thoughts to at TT Radio 2022. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, Ed, come off mute. Welcome back in the room. Is he? Oh, he's on mute still. Right, we haven't got so much time left, although obviously we can overrun a little bit as there's no one on after us, but it's Betty Baisley time for a lot of us. Um, hello, Ed, back in the room. Hello, hello. Room. I'm, I'm just trying to clarify. Um, there's some requests from Tom for me to play the intro jingle at the end again, and for you, and Lucy from Tom and Lucy for you to um, ukulele in the middle, quiet bit over it. So, um, but you obviously think? you might be playing some ukulele before that at the end, before the end jingle. So, right. so there's 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 a lot of excitement from at least two people about the new jingle. Um, and and we would like you, I would like you to 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 um, ukulele along to it. Um, I also want to clarify 
is Mrs. Yes. P, who is in the room, Mrs. P. Is that the actual um, Mrs. P? Well, I think it might be. She did listen to one of our shows before, um, oh. and she, but she's disappeared from Twitter, as indeed many people are disappearing from Twitter. But I understand, I respect her non-Twitterness mm-hmm. totally, um, but always sort of wish I could contact Mrs. P because she's a very special person. So I, I'd kind of yes. like to know if she is the Mrs. P, but she's not maybe listening at this moment in time. Well, she's listening, but maybe not typing okay anyway um we haven't got much time to discuss the professional identity stuff ed um Mm. maybe i should refer to the polls first not not the people from poland the um the the and not the election polls or anything like that the polls (laughs) on twitter so just going back to the sort of teacher thing i mean you know rather out of context are, are you a teacher school teacher class teacher or non teacher um uh, uh, 66% responded teacher, 4% school teacher, 14% class teacher, and 16% non-teacher. I assume the people who mm. write non-teacher are not teachers. Um, as uh, mm-hmm. But um, that, that was interesting. That was only 76 people replied uh, to that. But most people are quite happy to describe themselves as a teacher without having to clarify it's Mrs. P wants to call in. Okay, I'm going to accept. Oh, no, maybe she didn't mean to do that. She's disappeared now. Is she going to try again? Um, oh, I don't know. Okay, anyway, um, it's always a high-risk strategy, letting someone who you don't know if they are who they are. Who knows? Anyway, um, we'll see. Um, anyway, uh, that's that poll. And then I had another poll today, which is still running. Um, which is more about professional identity. Okay, let's see. You know, I've in, I've accepted um, Mrs. P's trying to call in. We're going to find out if she's the real Mrs. P. Is it the real Mrs. P? It is the real Mrs. P. Hi, hey. the real Mrs. P. Mrs. P who lives by the sea and cooks eggs for yes, breakfast. Mrs. P who lives by the sea and cooks eggs on a Sunday morning and writes poetry. And yes, it's the real Mrs. P. How are you How doing? Are you? Say hello. I'm fine, thank you. And oh, yes, I'm so I, glad. I did desert Twitter because I deserted Twitter, but I do miss my Twitter family. Yeah, oh. I know. I, I think I think that you're going to find that, aren't you, Ed? Are you Are you really going to go? There's been some some Elon Musk clearers out or, or desire to clear. Yeah, out. well, I mean, seventy thousand people have signed up for Masterton, which is only one of the many Twitter uh, alternatives, you might say. So it's there's 70,000 new users since Elon Musk has, has, has taken over Twitter. And I have to say, look, there's I meet so many beautiful people on Twitter. An awful lot of the life I live at the moment is as a result of people I've met on Twitter and the opportunities to come my way. So I'm very, very grateful. But th- that man is not a good person. He is not doing good in this world. And every click that you generate, every little bit of advertising money that you generate through the use of twitter is is you know is making his position stronger and he is not a good person for our lives or for our planet so i do feel deeply conflicted i've set myself up on mastodon on in the fediverse i've got lots of people have come over with me from twitter so there's a lot of familiar faces and friends there we're still kind of working out how this platform works because it's very different an awful lot of this um stuff that we were talking about before the break has been generated by the by the Twitter algorithm, and people don't see that when they're in it. But when you're over on Mastodon, nobody's trying to fill your timeline, yeah, because they're not trying to sell you anything. So there's no advertised 
uh, no advertisement, no promoted tweets, nothing flooding in because they've noticed there's been nothing new on your timeline for the last 30 seconds. So you have seconds. to go and look for stuff, do you? You have to yeah. go and find someone's handle get and search someone's handle and then and find out what they've been messaging, putting messages in. And, and follow them. And follow them. So if I follow you, I will get your whatever you post and I'll get it in a strict chronological order. There's no trying to shove stuff in there because it's scandalous or because it's, it's going to create drama. So it's really calm. Sometimes nothing moves for quite some time because I'm only following a couple of hundred people over there. And, you know, so you go, oh, my goodness, my heart rate has slowed down. This is not about outrage. And it, the, the, the um, algorithm is not trying to create conflict because that creates clicks, because that creates advertising revenue. We're actually paying for it. You know, we're chipping in a little bit of money so that somebody will run a server so that we can have this. Yeah. Different thing. Is, is Mastodon, I mean, Tom's put in the chat. Uh, Tom's put. Tom's mm -hmm. put in the chat. Do you think that'll change on other platforms? For example, Mastodon. Um, once they get a bit more popular in terms. Well, of, okay. Of there's so there's specific the specific architectural features of Mastodon, and like I say, Mastodon is only one of the um, platforms in the in the Fediverse, which is a whole bunch of platforms which have agreed to talk to each other, and Twitter is not federated into that, so he's not part of the Fediverse. Um, Look, there's no quote tweets. It's not possible to quote tweet. So you can't do that thing of holding something up for pillory. People say, oh, but sometimes I quote tweet because I really want to celebrate. Okay, that's right. Well, you can you can still do I the equivalent of retweeting it. You know, and so do I. And so does lots of people I really love. Like, you know, you look at like the brilliant poet um, Ian McMillan. You know, he's a master of, of, of saying, here's something tiny and brilliant, which I would like to bring to my massive audience. So it can be used for good. But they're saying, look, overall, it's... Overall, that tool, the quote tweet, is a source of a lot of really nasty stuff, actually. So we're not going to have it on our platform. Mm. We don't. It doesn't happen. There is no advertising. There is no um, shoving stuff under your nose because somebody you know uh, liked it, so you should like it too. There's none of that. Whenever you talk about no yeah, so it is designed, and also the um, the character limit is each server defines its own character limit, but typically it's a great deal longer. So, um, you know, one of the things that Twitter does is force you to take out your um, hedging language, your may or your might or your maybe or your should. You take that out so that you can express yourself pithily because you've got a character limit. Uh, within Mastodon, you've got a much bigger character limit okay. generally. So you will might say, I think that maybe, la, 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 not that this is true, you know, and so, you know, those... The, the, but it depends, I suppose, you, you, on why... It's designed to reduce that, conflict. I, I mean, anyway. I think, I think obviously, you know, Twitter is bad. It's not been... It's, it's, and I miss, we miss you, Mrs. P, and, um, but we understand why, and, you know, there's some people, most of the people I really love in, in, in public life are really anti-Twitter. You know, it's Stuart Lee, the comedian, you know, like vociferously anti-Twitter, and, and lots of people mm. have left it, you know, and, and I don't really love Stuart Lee. I don't know him, but, you know, he makes me laugh. Um, and <laughs> Um, I but I think <laughs> I think um, that that one of the interesting things, though, is that although it isn't, you know, the, the, as you say, great things have come out of it. We wouldn't be mm. talking to Mrs. P right now if it wouldn't for Twitter. And we'd be talking to, to each other, other mate, if it, if it Twitter. wasn't for Twitter. And you wouldn't <laughs> have and there wouldn't be a certain person listening in um, and you wouldn't be, you know, et cetera. No more, um, uh, <laughs> you know, um, if, if, if it wasn't for Twitter as well. Right. So 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 there's all that and, and there's all that interwoven with it. But the reason I joined Twitter 
much, much later than most other people. It was nothing to do with education or teaching or networking. Um, you know, I can use LinkedIn for networking from my former oh, world God. of being a scientist. You know, it's not very useful in, in the teacher world, but in, in if you're if you're a bit corporate or a bit, you know, LinkedIn is is this sort of you know, professional networking one, um, I think. And so I think I use Twitter because it's a way of pretending to be a journalist, I suppose, <laughs> um, you know, mm. of just, you know, voicing an opinion and, 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 you know, sometimes trying to make people laugh, sometimes being a little narcissistic and sharing a beautiful view or a bit of magic finger or, 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 or a book that you've read or mm. an album you've listened to, or, uh, you know, or, and maybe it's about teaching and education and professional stuff, um, and and obviously a lot of it is because there's a lot of teachers on on it on there. But but that's not why I joined it and and why I did. We are up to our Mrs. P. Do you want to say anything else whilst you're with us? No, I just came in to say hello. And I will you come back and listen again? Oh, I will. I've been. I've got it sort of flagged up on notifications, so I look out for your names. But you're Aww. quite well, are you? You're quite well. I am. I am very well, thank you. Um, and I tell you what, because I, I know where Ed works. Ed, if it's all right with you, I'll ping you an email, and then um, with my contact details. And and Toby, you are welcome to get in touch. Brilliant. Can, yeah, yeah that would be lovely. I would love to have your email because um, I've got a. You know, yeah, I'd love to have your email and and to to chat to you. Um, and you know maybe even meet and have a walk by the sea sometime but who knows oh no that'd be really lovely i'll just blow a big kiss to nick hi twinny and then i'll hang yeah. up and uh, hi twinny hi twinny big, big shout he out nick in. Does he? nick in the room he's not in the room nick's is he? here nick's here yeah is he, he is here he is fashion uh, teacher Roger. hey wow twinny. fashion teacher listening oh yeah. nick we, 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 roger's a, saying this is all very wholesome thing. as if to say get on with it it's yeah. Okay. I'm going. Clock, you have to... <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm going. So... Roger's history. Okay. All right. Sorry. Bye. Oh, no, I know. I know. It's very wholesome. Love and, you, Mrs. Um, but it's been it's been a really different show this week um, because we've had Daniel call in. We've had a proper serious discussion about teaching related <laughs> matters. It's not been ad hoc in any debate. way. Um, it's been really good, though. I've, I think I think it's been good. I think we'll have another. I hope to have another good one next week. We still uh, we're not going to do it now. And then after that, a rubbish one. Yeah. Sorry. I th <laughs> I and then after that, we'll go back to the rubbish ones. Yeah. No. We'll some crazy, silly Christmas stuff as we get nearer to Christmas. When we hope, I hope. But um, we will um talk a bit more, maybe about professional identity next week and creativity next week. Um, mm. so we'll get because we haven't finished off the professional identity thing, and you know, scientist versus teacher versus how we describe ourselves to strangers. Are we do we describe mm. ourselves as teachers, or do we describe ourselves as human beings, or dads, or mums, or daughters, or sons? Or extroverts, or or creative thinkers, or or fans of foot, certain football team, or whatever it is, you know. So anyway, um, we are going to end the show. Ed, I suggested it was firework night coming up yeah. very soon. You got firework something to do with fire? Firework, you know, tell you what, it is firework. It's fireworks on on Saturday, which is fifth uh, November. It's a good night for that it. Is the day that's the day I'm getting my my tattoo. I'm so excited. I can talk you? about that next week. Are you getting a firework tattoo? tattoo experience. I'm not getting a firework tattoo. Now I'm getting goldfinches. But uh, anyway, but yeah, it is. And so we, we did, as you say, we had a little discussion, a brief discussion of uh, firework themed songs. And you had a few suggestions, but one struck out to me. So I'm going to go with it. Never sung it in my life. Wish me luck. Do you ever feel... Like a plastic bag 
Drifting through the wind. <laughs> That's a bad start, am I in tune? Drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. Do you ever feel, feel so paper thin? Like a house of cards, one blow from caving in. Do you ever feel already buried deep? Six feet under screams, but no one seems to hear a thing. Do you know there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you. You just gotta, you ready? Ignite light and let it shine. Just own the night. Like the 4th of, of July. July Cause baby you're a fire Firework Come on and show them what, what you were Make them go oh, 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 oh As you shoot across the sky High, high, high Baby you're a firework Come on and let your colors burst Make them go oh, oh, oh you're gonna leave them all in all, oh, oh, it's a beautiful song. You don't have to feel like a waste of space. Think of that, Toby, you don't have to. You don't have to feel like a waste of space. Because you're original, cannot be replaced. And if you only knew what the future holds after a hurricane comes a rainbow. Maybe a reason Oh, why the doors are all closed So you could open one That leads you to the perfect road Like a lightning bolt Your heart will blow And when it's time you'll know You've just gotta Ignite Light And let, let it shine Just night Like the fall Oh, I can't believe I'm singing along to Katy Perry. Do you know what? It's a beautiful song. It's a nice song. song. It's a big, big, big hit. Big hit. Kids love it. Well, you know, it didn't need to be a big hit. Katie, she brought the magic. She brought the star quality. I know she did. She didn't write that herself, though. It was written by, checking quickly, do I know? I might be really rude. It might have been written by actual Katie Perry, mightn't it? In which case, I'm looking like all sorts of fool. I don't know who wrote it anyway. I think it's a gorgeous song, and I was proud to sing it through there despite the fact I've never knowingly listened to it. So <laughs> if I get away with it, thank you very much. I'm going to look at qu- uh, things that I'm predicting. I'm three people have said that's lovely. Anyone? It was lovely. I'm sorry that I joined in singing. Um, and, <laughs> um, but um, I am going to say, although we will talk a bit more about professional identity next week, I'm just going to read the results of the survey because I didn't do that on right. professional identity. The question was, apart from family brackets, mum, dad, sis, little bro, etc., gender, social class, background, politics, religion, sexual mm-hmm. orientation, nationality and ethnicity, what do you consider to be the most prevalent part of your identity? Um, 72 votes. 
3% said academic background. That's quite interesting. We will talk more about mm. that last week. Very few said, you know, like I'm a chemist or I'm a psychologist or I'm a I'm an English literaturist um, or whatever. And I guess that's that rings true, I suppose. Um, professional job, 60%. Personality traits, 24%, like extrovert mm. or, or whatever, for example. Um Interests and hobbies, you know, whether it's football or music or whatever, we use that to define you. Like there were a few, a couple of replies to it. Um, someone suggested Lucy, nice reply from Lucy, who I am. I went into teaching late, so I had other jobs along mm-hmm. the way. Teaching is the thing I worked hardest to get to. It's part of me, but I think I just bumble through life being Lucy-ish, really. And you are very mm-hmm. lovely at being Lucy-ish, Lucy. Thank you for being a dedicated listener. Um, Alison Honeybone, fascinating question. Um Juan Juan Alfonso, sorry about the pronunciation. Um, he said personal history and experience, and then Carol Atherton agreed. This yes, I, I think agree. That is, we are very much defined by our personal history. But then we will talk about perception of others next week. I think that's what we haven't spoken mm, about. It's not so much identity. That's different. Yeah, I think that's, that's different because when you say you're a teacher, or you say you're a scientist, or you say you're a bin man or, or a, 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 mm-hmm. a hairdresser it creates a certain image in someone's mind and we all liked well, I don't like that as a label you know I like I liked yes you say personal history and identity mm-hmm. anyway um Ed I'm going to play yes. the intro jingle you're going to ukulele and then when it goes quiet in the, in the middle apartment. I'm going to try and work out what key it's in incredibly quickly yeah. this is going to be an interesting challenge here we go Okay. Maybe drop into the drop into the chat, anybody, if you've worked out quicker than me what what key we're in. Here we um, go. Come on. Thank you very much to Daniel. Uh, thank you very much to all our listeners and listen backers. Thank you very much to um, Mrs. P for bringing in to say hi. Thank you very much to Nick, who doesn't always listen live as well. Um, really great. Good night, Niche. Um, and and good night to you all. Goodbye to you all, those who listen back. This is our new intro jingle, which Ed is going to ukulele along the middle. Goodbye, everybody. Back next week to talk more professional identity, creative thinking, etc. Bye, Z. Bye. Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne-Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. Ed's on mute. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Good night, all.